Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to our Thursday Career Development. Uh, I am your host, Stephen Meadows, and I am joined by my co-host, Nicole Lewis. Uh, this is a two-part series on social media. So today is Social Media 101, uh, and it is going to be primarily focused on kind of the whys of social media and, and the difference between marketing and branding and things like that, because there is a it tends to be a disconnect on what people can, you know, when you say social media marketing, that's different than social media branding. And that's what I tend to focus on in my talks is the branding side of social media. Uh, and then 102 next week is going to be more focused on the how and like the tips and tricks, which is where Nicole's expertise will really shine. Um, because uh, she she's actually very adept at that kind of stuff. So um, I'm, I'm happy to share the stage because I don't know everything, um, but uh, I do have I do have some branding knowledge that I will share with you. So that's what we're going to be focusing mostly on today is the branding side and kind of the why and some some pitfalls to avoid. Uh, and I may have some unpopular opinions and that's fine, but they're my opinions and I'm allowed. So um, Nicole is going to just kind of jump in when she feels necessary to add to what I'm saying. And uh, I'm also going to have you monitoring the chat box, Nicole, so that I don't have to focus on multiple things while I'm running the presentation. So I'm going to go ahead and get my, get my presentation going. Rocking and rolling here. So many windows. Oh, whoops. Hold on. I got to get back to the beginning here. All right. Mm -hmm. Do technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much. <laughs> I forgot to go back to the beginning of my presentation before I hit present, you know, present. So it's like middle of the road. I'm like, whoopsie. Okay, now I can share my screen without embarrassment. Hi, Jada. Share. All right, can you guys see my screen? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes. Awesome. So let me get my thing up. Okay, cool. So uh, this is a very, as, as my networking class was, this is a trimmed down version of a much larger class that I, that I used to teach. So quick history on this. I came up with this uh, course back when I was with American Home Shield. And this was a way that I could get in front of agents and share some value without having to bore them to tears on uh, home warranties. Which by the way, uh, not that it will be boring, but Marsha Green is having a class this afternoon on warranty, the new, and so just plugging that real quick, the differences between AHS and HSA, which is the new option that we have available. Um, so just uh, keep that in mind um, in case you want to um, get some of that absorb some of that knowledge. So um, that will be this afternoon, I believe at 3.30 and that's on the company calendar. So anyway, this was a way for me to engage with agents and share some knowledge. Uh, it started out as the five C's of social media, which was the original title of my book. Um, and then I changed the title to, for better marketing. So now it's called Brand Yourself Online in 30 Days. And then I think the five C's is in the subtitle. Um, so this is a trim down, this is, oh, thank you very much. Um, this is 
a version that was uh, that I got approved for Michigan continuing education that took me about an hour to teach. So this is the trimmed version. So you're in luck today. Okay. So just a little bit of background on that. Uh, so let's talk first about marketing versus branding. So marketing is, is way different, as I've kind of already said, and that's not what I push. I push branding, but marketing primarily serves to benefit your current customers. So marketing is all about like, like a listing or, um, you know, uh, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's to, it's to market a, a property or whatever. And that's what a lot of people unfortunately focus on is, oh, I'm just going to run ads or I'm going to post my listings. That's fine. And that is a part of what you need to be doing on social media, but it doesn't, doesn't really serve to brand you uh, correctly. However, it does show that you're active in the market. So marketing will show people that you're actually doing business. However, branding is designed to get you future business. So marketing is kind of the current situation. Branding is for the future. And it also will help you create a niche. Uh, and if you guys were in the networking course, you'll remember these three questions. What do I have that no one else has? What can I do that no one else does? And how am I known in the market? Those are the uh, your value proposition, essentially. And that's how you're going to brand yourself. That is essentially, if you want to build a brand, you've got to answer those three questions, especially the first two questions. Um, you know, what, what is, what makes me special? Why should someone use me instead of someone else? You know, what, what do I bring to the table that they can't get somewhere else? You can craft that narrative through social media branding. So the, there are a couple of purposes to social media. And I like to talk about the purposes because I think it helps to give a little bit of focus to what you're doing. So number one thing is name recognition. Um, I mean, that's, Pretty much the main thing that you want to accomplish is you want people to recognize your name and associate it with your business. So in this case, it's real estate. So I want to make sure that people know Stephen Meadows is associated with real estate. And so that's why I create the content. That's why I share things. That's why I uh, do what I do is because that's my end goal. My end goal is to them for them to go, ah, Stephen Meadows real estate, Stephen Meadows real estate. It's a, it's a name association. Brand recognition. So they, you want them to know your name, but you also want them to know what you're known for. So real estate is kind of level one. And then after that, it's, is it, is it luxury? Is it first time home buyers? Is it land? Is it investment properties? If you've crafted a niche for yourself, you want to make sure that you're building that into your branding. So I'm, you know, there's a lot of people who just, I sell real estate. That's good. You know, that's start. It's like I said, that's level one, but what, what else are you known for? Like why, why should a certain buyer or seller choose you? Like, you know, uh, there are certain, there are certain categories of people out there that need to work with more specialized agents. Are you a specialized agent? And a lot of this sounds probably familiar from the networking because this is essentially online networking. Social media branding is very much a networking situation. You're networking with people and you're letting them know who, what I'm about, why you should use me, how I can help you. Being a resource is a part of that. So when you're on social media and you're branding and you're thinking of your content, you want to make sure that you're providing value. And that's where, we'll get into this a little bit more, that's where just simply posting properties, that doesn't really add value. That's marketing. 
Marketing is not about necessarily adding value. Branding is where you add value. So am I giving you information that you didn't know? Or am I giving you information that's timely that you find helpful? That's how you get those likable, shareable uh, content posts up there and get people to spread the message for you. And then there's also top of mind awareness. This is where consistency comes in, which is uh, one, of the, one of the C's, consistency. So you wanna make sure that you're staying in front of people. You know, if you just post once, well, okay, I told the world I'm in real estate. Uh, where is everybody? I told them I was in real estate three weeks ago. I mean, come on, did they forget? You have to stay in front of people. And I'll, I'll, I've kind of, I've talked about this in the past a little bit, I think. Um, you know, the Facebook algorithm is designed to very quickly, especially on business pages, to very quickly shuffle you away from their line of sight. So you get a very short period of time if you're not consistent with your posting. And so, you know, you have to have a strategy behind that. Uh, so you need to be seen and be seen often. And then finally, you need to have fun or at least pretend that you enjoy <laughs> social media. Um, you can tell when someone doesn't really want to do like, oh, oh, I'll post this stupid article, whatever. You know, you can, you can just tell by the tone. You can, at least I can, like I can tell when someone's just going through the motions or whether they're truly engaged in, in their branding. Uh, and so, you know, if you can't have fun with it, then pay someone else to do it for you because you're not really doing yourself any favors. Uh, and that's not a plug for the gnome marketing group. I'm just saying like, you know, if it's not your thing, it's totally okay. There are people that'll do it for you. So let's talk about a few common mistakes that people make in social media. And I'm sure, I'm sure no one on this call has ever done any of these things. Uh, before I jump into this section though, I guess I should stop to see if we have any questions or comments about the kind of the purposes of social media. And there are differences between marketing and branding. Are there any, any questions in the chat or does anyone want to jump in? Nicole, do you have anything you want to add? No, so far you're killing it. Okay, good. Good to know. Good to know. I do what I can. <laughs> I did not pay her to say that, by the way. No, I mean, I think um, you're bringing up all very valid points. So. so common mistake number one is repetitive posting. And, and what I mean by that is, and like I said, sure, no one's done this, but you've seen it. It's, this, it's those posts. It's like, call me if you need to buy or sell. Check out my new mm -hmm. listing. Did I mention I'm a realtor? Uh, and here's that same listing that I posted three weeks ago because I only have the one, so I'm just going to keep reposting it over and over and over again. Um, nobody responds to those. We all know that, you know, you know, you've got to come up with other things than just, don't forget I'm in real estate. Check out this listing again for the 15th time because I have nothing else to post. Um, you know, when we get into some of the um, content stuff, I'll, I'll go give you some ideas uh, from our, from like the brand social media people on like, when you should be posting your listings and, and some, some tactics behind that. Because of course, like I said, posting your listings is important. It's a marketing thing. But from a branding perspective, you need to avoid some of these, some of these issues. So this is something that kind of trips some people up. And like, well, what do you mean don't brag? I mean, I, I've got to toot my own horn. Yes, <laughs> that is very true. You do need to make sure that you are talking about success. However, you want to be careful not to brag yourself out of a job. And I'll give you an example of uh, when I was in Nashville. 
So Nashville, Tennessee, the market flipped on a dime and it just turned into this hot, hot, hot seller's market. I mean, product was just flying off the shelf. Uh, I, I sold my house in, uh, in, East, in East Nashville uh, to a friend of mine who tore it down to build four houses on my lot. I could have just walked out my front door and said, I'm selling my house. And I would have had investors flocking to me. It was that kind of a market. It was insane. And the agents in those, in those markets were like posting stuff like that online. They're on Facebook saying, I sold this house in three hours. Woo! Great. I'm a seller. You just told me that I don't need you. Why on earth would I need to pay you 6% or whatever of my home's value when it's going to take three hours? And literally, I mean, we were seeing a huge surge in, uh, in for sale by owners because the, the real estate industry was actively telling people, this is easy. Anybody can do it. It's a hot market. So you have to be careful on how you're crafting those messages. Um, you know, you, you want to talk about your success as an agent. If you get an award, that's great. If you get a, a new designation, that's great. But make sure that you're, you're doing it in a way that is letting people know why that's adding value. If you just say, oh, I've got a new designation. I don't know what CRS means. I mean, we all, you know, we've heard mm -hmm. what CRS means, you know, and it's not anything to do with real estate. Um, <laughs> but uh, some of you may get that joke. Um, but, yeah. um, you know, you don't just say, oh, I got an ABR designation. I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you want to, you need to tell people, you know, I'm, I'm bettering myself. I'm, I'm increasing my knowledge. I've, I just received the accredited by representative designation and this is what it does. And this is how I'm going to be able to help my customers and I'm, or my clients and I'm very excited about it. Da, da, da. So you want to make sure that you're explaining those types of things and not just saying, yay me, I'm CRS now. I don't know. I, yeah. What does that mean? Well, CRS, the top X percent of the market. Well, okay. Now that's something to talk about. Mm -hmm. Or like the, the global luxury thing. I'm global luxury certified. What does that mean? How does that affect me as a consumer? Why should I care about this post? Uh, and, and we will get into that too. There are, are some questions you need to ask yourself before posting. Um, but just be careful when you talk about you know, the market and, and how successful you're being. Uh, you want to make sure that you're, you're making people see your value and not just, I sold a house in three hours or I sold a house in five days. That's great. So I'm assuming you cut your commission because you only did five days worth of work because that's how it works, right? You know, we, we get paid based on how long it takes us to sell the house, right? I wish. And some of us would be paying, you know, get 100% of the commission or 100% of the house value because it took us 18 months. Uh, so just just kind of keep that in mind when you're when you're talking about that kind of stuff. Um, I'll tell you a quick funny uh, thing. So on the flip side of this, in a bad market, um, when you know Memphis, Tennessee was really hit hard during the recession, uh, and I was over in Nashville selling foreclosures, and I had a lot of friends over in Memphis, and their market was just awful. They were like the Detroit of the South. And I was at a conference and I was talking to, uh, I was in a car full of Memphis agents. I was like, so how's the market? And they all go, unbelievable. And I just kind of smiled and I'm like, I thought it was not good. They're like, oh yeah, it's unbelievably bad. But if anybody asks us, we uh, just say it's unbelievable. That way we don't have to say it's good or bad. Oh, it's unbelievable. So there are ways you can, <laughs> you know, you can frame those things. Semantics. Um, you also don't want to stalk your customers. Uh, so not that, not that any of us do this, but, um, you know, I know we get kind of excited 
when we get a new we get a new Facebook friend and oh my gosh that's that builder's wife or whatever oh I'm gonna I need to make sure she knows that I'm cool and don't go through someone's photo album and start clicking like on things from like a year ago it looks really creepy do you know how long you had to scroll through my photo album to find that picture and like it how long were you on my page like that's just weird so you know don't stalk your customers uh you know, if you make those connections, like, oh, okay, it's the, it's that, it's a builder or the builder's spouse, or, you know, it's a, a local attorney, oh, they'd be a great source of business. You don't have to like every single post they do, you know, you, like, you know, I have, a, I have a friend in, in Louisiana, she's a broker down there, and she posts tons of stuff, like, all day, every day. She just posts, posts, posts. It's hilarious. And I told her, I actually, um, I told her, I said, I actually framed this after you because I felt like a stalker because everything she posts <laughs> is absolutely hysterical. But I'm like, I don't want to be liking everything you post because it, it looks creepy. So I, I will laugh, but I'll keep scrolling. Like I, I restrain myself from liking everything from the same person. One or two a day is all you really need. It doesn't even have to be every day. Um, <clears throat> so just kind of keep that in mind. Okay, as, as Kurt Francis was saying, buckle your seatbelts. This is where it might get unpopular, but it needs to be said. Politics and religion have no business in your business. Okay? I'm speaking of business pages, to be clear. What you do on your personal Facebook page is none of my business either. However, uh, we all know we're in a very polarized society right now. Um, and so you just have to be aware that things that you say can make people think different things about you. <clears throat> so what I, what I tell people is this, before you post, ask yourself, is my opinion on this matter worth potentially losing a customer? It's not that it will or won't, but if your answer is no, then don't post it, you know? I, I want to, oh, it's my opinion, and I want to say what I think about this subject. Okay, but, you know, some people may not agree with you, and I'm not saying you have to be like, oh, watch out for the snowflakes, but <clears throat> you guys know what I'm talking about. I don't need to spell things out for you. <clears throat> Politics and religion tend to be those hot-button issues, those topics that you need to kind of stay away from. It's basic, I mean, so I'll think about it this way too. Let's pretend you're in the car with a client. Is this a topic that you just randomly bring up in conversation? Whatever you're getting ready to post on a, top, on a topic of religion or politics, is this a topic that you would just randomly bring up? And I'm not, and I'm not just so you guys know, I'm not talking about things like, you know, those, those little memes or whatever, like, oh, have a blessed day. Not, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I, you guys, should know what I mean. I don't want to spell it out, but there are just things that you go, hmm, this could maybe offend somebody possibly. So just think about it before you post on either side of the fence. Yes, Nicole, please. I think too, this extends beyond your business page and the interactions you have on public pages. So for any of us who are involved in like the what's happening Winchester page, take out first and foremost the underlying and subconscious stress that those pages cause in terms of like psychological studies and statistics because whether or not you realize that you get sucked into the rabbit holes of those troll comments and it gets really bad and we've all I've I've fallen victim we've all done it where you post your opinion and then you're constantly looking 
and answering and battling and defending and especially in small communities like our own, you just have to be careful when you're in those public spaces about the kinds of things that you're posting. Try to keep them neutral. Yes. So, you know, like I said, not always a popular subject to talk about and you can take it or leave it. It's none of my business, but I have found that um, it, is, it is something that it's just safer to stay away from. Um, and and I, I, here's, a, here's a trick too, still don't recommend it, but it, you know, if you absolutely must enter an opinion about something, you can control who sees it. Maybe I think that's safe enough, but um, there are I think it's Brianna. We'll mute Brianna. Brianna, can you mute, please? I can mute her. Got it. Okay. Uh, well, it didn't. Okay, yeah, it's good. All right. So um, that's. Uh, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I have said my piece. Moving along. We <laughs> reiterate, though, the. I think it's it's really important that we have private pages and business pages. Yes, correct. So I, I am a huge proponent of business pages um, for, this is one of the reasons, but for many reasons, also from a state law perspective, uh, I believe Virginia is similar, but Tennessee was one of the first states to start this where you had anything you posted that was business related had to be one click away from your brokerage information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're posting on a personal page, that's not as easy to accomplish unless you've got your brokerage information on your profile. Uh, business page, you're pretty much covered. So that's just something to consider. Um, a business page is just a more professional way of, of doing this. Yes, you limit what people can see and all that, but there are ways around that as well. I also recommend keeping your private pages or your personal pages on private settings because mm -hmm. we are in an industry where safety is a top concern. Yes. And especially for us women, if you're posting things that are overtly personal, fashion, jewelry, kids, yourself, and somebody finds your public page and your business page and wants to dig deeper into your persona, they can then go to your private page. And if you're not set to private settings, this goes for men too, of course, mm -hmm. you know, but if you just want to be overtly cautious, because we're public figures now and yeah. you don't want people to get that easy access to our Ooh. private lives. A lot of creepers out there. Too many creepers. It's gross. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and if you guys need some help with privacy settings, you know, we're happy to do that. You know, we're not going to do it on this call specifically, but maybe in 102, if there's enough of a people <clears throat> that need some help, maybe we'll touch on that really quick to show you how to set those. But yeah, I keep mine pretty private as well. I can make a note for that. <clears throat> so, all right, moving on from this, any, any questions about the common mistakes? Any clarification you guys need? before I move on to the three C's. The what are politics? <laughs> I'm done with the politics and religion topic. Okay, so we have the three C's, finally. What a, what a, what a lead in. So C number one is content. C number two is consistency. And C number three is cohesion. So those are three of the five C's. The other, the other two C's are contact and communication, but I'm not talking about those on this call. Um, so content, consistency, and cohesion are kind of the three core C's of social media. So we're gonna talk about content first. 
<clears throat> so the first thing is always, always, always try to find content that is likable and shareable. Those are the absolute first two things you should always be driving toward. Is this something someone will like? Is this something someone will share? I go back to like the designation subject. Yes, you want to talk about your designation. You want to talk about your success as an agent, <clears throat> but it's like a one and done thing. Like who really cares? You know, I, as a consumer, I don't really care that you're an ABR. Yes, you need to talk about it. You need to show that, you know, add the value to me. And then maybe I'll like, I'm certainly not going to share it. Oh, Tracy's an ABR. Why would I share that? I don't care. No one cares. I shouldn't say no one cares. None of my friends care. <laughs> so the next question, <clears throat> there's some, some questions you need to ask. First of all, is it true? Is it relevant? And who cares? So these are things that you should be asking yourself as you're choosing content. Is, <clears throat> okay, this, and the is it true thing is especially uh, especially interesting these days because we know there's just a lot of stuff out there that is like off the wall. Like, where did you get this from? Like, oh, here's a, a, a bottle of water and some chapstick will cure COVID-19. It's clickbait. You know, don't believe everything you read on social media and don't propagate things that you cannot verify or that don't come from a verifiable source. Uh, is it relevant? You know, posting something about the, the real estate market from 2013 is probably not as relevant. Now, there are things like evergreen content. So I don't want you to think that just because it's a, it's a you know, six-year-old story that it's not useful. It might be a story on like 10 tips to keep your, to keep your house clean or whatever. That's relevant. That doesn't matter that it was written 13 years ago or 10 years or yesterday. But if it's like, uh, oh, the market's hot, and then the date on the, on the thing is 2013, it's not a relevant story. So just kind of keep that in mind. And then who cares? And that's not a mean who cares. That is, I'm literally asking who should care about this? What is my audience? Are they going to like and share this? If they don't care about the content that I'm posting, so let's say I'm, I'm niching myself as a first time home buyer specialist. Mm -hmm. And I start posting all this luxury stuff. Are my first time home buyers going to care? Now, there could be an angle of, oh, this is just a fun every now and then, you know, here's this mega mansion. It's just kind of fun. But if that's all you're posting, if the content is all regarding first time home buy or uh, uh, luxury or second homes, it, you're kind of confusing your niches a little bit. And that's where we get into cohesion. But, um, you know, you have to ask yourself, like, is this going to be something that my target market is going to engage with? Because you want that engagement. That's what your, that's what your drive should be. Um, so there is a, there is a, a formula that I come up with, um, that I have come up with, I should say. And um, it's useful and entertaining is, is the biggest category. So 50% of your uh, of your content should be entertaining or engaging. So you don't have to post about real estate all the time. In fact, it should be less than 50% of what you're posting. Uh, it does not have to, it can be funny. It can be about real estate, but it can be totally off the topic. Like it could be about, you know, cleaning your house or you, know, you can use content to, uh, to help your niche. So let's say you're, you're going after the lake. You know, oh, I want to be the lake expert. I don't know if there's a lake nearby or whatever, but let's say there is. Let's pretend there's a lake. 
Um, I don't know the geography yet, I'm learning. I've only been there twice now because <laughs> I trapped in Ohio. Um, so let's say I want to be a lake person. It might be a story on like, you know, five family-friendly water sports. It has nothing to do with real estate, but it is engaging to your, to your uh, target audience because it's something that they, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a lake person. I love lake. I love reading stuff about things I can do on the water. This is great. Thank you. So 50% of your content should be entertaining or engaging. 40% should be helpful or informative. Now, this is where you're starting to slide more toward, oh, I can, I can twist this toward real estate. But again, it could be, <clears throat> it could be stuff like market related. It might be an article about like, think twice before you're asking your bank for forbearance. That's a helpful or informative mm -hmm. article. It's not necessarily your niche, but it's helpful or informative to your audience. And then this is where a lot of people get crusty with me. 10% product or service. That is your listings. That is, you know, I'm in real estate. That it, it should only be about 10% of what you're posting. So if you're constantly out there, you know, if, if you're posting listings every day, too much. So what, what the brand social media expert suggests is once a week, and if you have multiple listings, you do it as a carousel. Or you might say, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my open houses for this upcoming weekend. I'm gonna post every Thursday at three o'clock or what, every Thursday at 10 a.m. I'm gonna post either my new listings or I'm gonna post my upcoming open houses, whatever I've got, once a week, same time and then it, it starts to build consistency and people start to expect that content like oh i know every thursday debbie's going to post her new listing and that's that's being fairly generous uh most people don't care like we, we that's again it's a marketing thing posting your listings as part of your marketing the majority of your followers are not going to care about your listings marketing is really for the benefit of the seller in most cases the seller wants to see their house on social media. They want to know that you're pushing it out there. Yes, I'm not saying social media can't get you buyers, but it's a marketing thing. Marketing and branding are two different things. So from a branding perspective, only about 10% of what you're posting should be product or service related. What happens when you get likes and shares is that your name gets spread around. So, I mean, you can think about as you're scrolling through Facebook, <clears throat> Nicole likes something that I, that I posted. Nicole Lewis likes Stephen Meadows, Colwell Banker, blah, 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 blah's post. My name is now in front of Nicole's friends. Uh, Debbie, question. Um, <clears throat> like in Zap, is that something we, we would be doing in Zap also? The same thing? Um, so like in your, in your uh, like email campaigns or whatever? Like when we're sharing with our, you know, our zap people, would we be using kind of like the same thing outside of, you know, if we wanted to share in between like holidays and, and things like that, would we be, yeah, I don't see why not, of the, you know, doing this, using the same format? Yeah, I don't see, I don't see why that would be a bad strategy. Um, you want to make sure that you're, it's, it go back to that, bringing the value and um, and engaging them. So whether it's whether it's through email communication or whether it's through social media, I think it's a good strategy to have. Um, so yeah, I, I don't see why you couldn't um, design your um, I don't see why you couldn't design your stuff um, that way. So you could you can you can use e marketing in that perspective. Thank you, Michael. 
uh, or you could uh, use Zap. You know, I've seen people build um, build out uh, those drip campaigns, excuse me, in Zap, the follow-up plans, and they'll put in different log, here's a cool article or whatever. So yeah, there are ways you can do that. It's, it's a little bit of a setup, like you have to kind of set it all up, but yeah, I, I don't see why not. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, no problem. Uh, so as people like and share your stuff, you're getting put out in front of their friends. And then if they like it, then they're in front of their friends and their friends and you get it. It's, it's kind of this viral thing. That's how things go viral. Um, not that I'm expecting a lot of real estate posts to go viral, but it's, it's possible it could happen. Uh, but that's why you want stuff that's going to, that you, here's a good, here's a good tip. Think about the things that you like and share. Try to post those types of things. I don't care if it's stupid or silly or I love posting silly stuff or recipes. I'm a, I got my tasty Tuesday thing. That's what I used to love doing. Uh, I, I like alliteration. So I went crazy one time and I had like marketing madness Monday, tasty Tuesday, wind down Wednesday, thirsty Thursday and funny Friday. It was ridiculous. Um, but I like alliteration. So I had fun with that. So, uh, but you know, every Tuesday I would post a recipe it has nothing to do with real estate, but honestly, those those got the most engagement. I don't care. I just want my name. My name is connected to that post. That's what I want. And that's why it's also important to pick a good name for your business page because that's, that will follow. If you're just, if I'm just Stephen Meadows, realtor, okay. I mean, yeah, this has a little bit about what I am, but what if I'm Stephen Meadows lake expert or, you know, lifestyle creator or something like that? that gets people's attention and that helps my branding. So if you, if there's a way you can build your branding into your page name, that will help because that page name connects to your content. So my page name is boring. It's Stephen Meadows, Cole Banker, uh, VP of operations or whatever. Uh, I don't, I don't market myself, so I don't really care. I just want people to know what I do. Um, Sheila says, if we sit on a toilet like Barbara Corcoran did, we can go viral. Yes, that is true. Of course, Barbara Corcoran probably has a lot more followers than most of us do, but yeah, I, I, I'm still waiting for that video, Sheila. I dared you to do it. I'm still waiting for the toilet video. If you guys don't know what you're talking about, Barbara Corcoran did this video where she sat on the top of a toilet, a tank, and she just like shot a selfie video in a bathroom for some reason. Talking, she's, she's talking crazy. Oh, now we got two dares for Sheila. I Maybe this will be a fundraiser. <laughs> I think to your point though about branding, Stephen, it's about take the opportunity to share the content, but also be yourself. Like if your gut mm -hmm. is telling you like, this is my personality and like, this is right. something that I'm going to say, have fun with it. Like I was, I was laughing with Peg over my silly story with the cow filter from Snapchat. And I was a cow and I was like, if you want to buy or sell your home, I'll help you move. <laughs> and it was just so ridiculous. But on that, I got crazy amounts of laughs and messages from total strangers who were like, this is so silly, but it was totally genuine. It was in the moment. And I was like, this is, this is just stupid. Just do it. It's funny. You know, yeah, so, so have, have fun. Just yeah. Don't take yourself too seriously. Too much. <laughs> Agree. Agreed. 100%. Um, so anyway, let's move on to content sources. Cause I know this is, this is kind of a, Oh, I don't know where to get stuff. So um, I have not updated this uh, for a while, but obviously for those of you who are using the GNOME marketing, uh, the, the calendar that the company provides, 
that's a great source. I mean, it's, it's literally copy and paste and you've got, you got stuff. Uh, but some other sources you can look at are the brand. Uh, Cole Banker has some great resources. The Blue Matter blog is, is great for that helpful, informative content. Uh, it's, it's those, you know, tips like moving tips and, you know, cleaning this. And I, I've even written blogs, uh, written several articles for the Blue Matter blog um, about different places where I've lived. I've written articles on New Orleans and San Antonio and it's fun. Uh, the luxury blog is, I, I put this kind of in the entertaining, engaging category um, because it's kind of that aspirational thing where it's like, oh, it's, it's fun to dream. Um, you know, look at this mega mansion or, or like the, the, or the, big, the world's largest super yacht, you know, like anyone <laughs> really can do anything with a super yacht, but it's fun to, it's fun <laughs> to post like, Hey, does, uh, do, do, uh, you know, a hundred, hundred of my friends want to all chip in, a, you know, a million dollars and let's get this thing. You know, it's just fun to, to do stuff like that. Or, Oh, who could imagine living in this house? You know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, use it, even if it's not your niche. Obviously, most of us are not playing in the luxury space full time, um, but it's still engaging content. It's stuff that people go, oh, that's awesome. Share, share, share. Uh, so there's a lot of industry sources you can look at. I clicked on. Uh, so I love the lighter side of real estate. It is hysterical. It's like the, you know, 21 DIY fails and things like that. Like, why do people do this? Or like, you know, you've seen, all probably seen the picture of like, they planted a tree right in the middle of a driveway. And it's like, why? Street car driveway. Uh, Riz Media. What? What'd you say? Car driveway. Yeah, a tree car. Rounds through Instagram. <laughs> tree car driveway, um, that's it. <laughs> Uh, Riz Media uh, slash House Call blog. So Riz Media is more industry toward us. House Call is more uh, consumer facing. And then there's some other sources. Other people's posts. It's okay to share other people's stuff. There is no original content anymore. I'm sorry to say it's all pretty much just recycled. I shouldn't say there's no original content. It's very, very little. It's, you know, it's okay to steal. And you don't have to tell people you're stealing. You don't have to, I'm stealing this. It, fine just steal it and you know it's whatever now what i would personally do instead of like if so let's say tracy posts an article that i think is really cool instead of sharing directly from let's say i want it for my business page instead of sharing it from tracy's page i'm going to click on the article and take the url directly and then just put it on my page i don't have to it's not like i owe tracy some you know attribution because i saw it on her page it's not plagiarism Nicole, I think there's some stuff in the chat. There is some stuff in the chat. A lot of words. It's uh, um, Princess, who I'm, I'm assuming it's Holly. I, I don't know. Because <laughs> I think it's important also to make sure your spelling is correct and correct grammar, or else you can be perceived in any other light. Is there any other princess? Yes, Holly. My mother's the queen, so that makes me a princess, too. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I take personal and, offense to that statement, Holly. I want you to know. Thank, mm -hmm. thank you. <laughs> And Michael writes, uh, can we all share each other's listing photos? Posts. Posts. Yeah, I, I think, I, I don't mean, let's see why 10%, just remember. I think when you're talking about content versus two, Stephen, it's important to note that we should not be all resourcing. Like in, as individuals, you shouldn't resource all your stuff from the same thing. Like right. if you're going to wind, if like realtor.com has great articles and awesome mm -hmm. posts, that you can pull from Facebook. But if all you do 
is show realtor.com articles, people are going to be like, why don't I just like realtor.com? So you want to mix up your sources. Yes. So like, for instance, the gnome, <clears throat> gnome marketing, <clears throat> they're, they're using, I mean, they're pulling from like 40 or 50 different sources. Uh, it, you, it, not, it may not look like that because it's, you're, you're all getting like very randomized stuff, but they're pulling from a very large pool of content to try to give you snippets from here and there. So that's a good, it's a good practice to get into is kind of have a handful, like a, a, a half a dozen or a dozen websites that you really enjoy because it's not always going to be, you know, you're not always going to be inspired. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, oh, I've been looking for like 20 minutes and I can't find anything that's really ringing my bell. Um, so yeah, definitely. This is just, these are just a few snippets, but yes, absolutely. Don't, don't Here's force one. It. Oh, go ahead. Yes. Don't, don't force, force it. it. Amen. If you're not inspired, don't post. I know you might think like, oh, I'm going to throw some warm, fuzzy nonsense and people are going to be like, oh, but it's, you would be surprised, especially for people who pay attention to your post consistently, just the slightest verbiage change or tone change and it doesn't come off as sincere. So if you feel yourself forcing a post, stop and don't post. Take a break and wait until you're inspired again. It's obvious to the public whether you realize it or not. Yeah, that's good. Very good advice. Here's one last source that surprises a lot of people. And I don't think anyone really ever considers this as a, a content source, but Pinterest. Mm -hmm. uh, Pinterest can be amazing for content. So if you're not if you're not familiar with Pinterest, it is basically a graphical representation of a of a content piece. So it's a picture and you click on it and you go to the article or whatever. Uh, it could be DIY stuff or whatever, but Pinterest can be an amazing source of content, especially if you're looking in certain niches. Like, I really want like DIY projects around the house or something. Just go to Pinterest and, oh, this is really cool. And just share it, mm -hmm. you know, grab the, go to the original article, grab the URL and put it on your page. So a lot of people don't think to, to use it that way. What's you that? Know, right information on community, historical, et cetera. I get very frustrated when I do go to a Pinterest link and it goes to Pinterest, but then it's just a picture. It doesn't take you to an article or like it yeah. says, how to make a bunny rabbit for Easter. And then I click on it. It's just a picture. It doesn't tell you that you can't, the, it's, the link is broken to actually go to find out how to do it because some people don't know how to save correctly. Right. In Pinterest, they just save the picture. They don't save the URL. Correct. So just be careful when you're doing that, that you make sure that it's not broke. Well, don't, and, and that's why I was saying, don't share from Pinterest, sure. go to Pinterest, click on the mm -hmm. article. And like, like, like that's what's saying, make sure it's working. And then once you're at the original article, you can take the URL from there. So yeah, you're not, you don't have to share it from Pinterest. You can just use Pinterest as sort of an inspiration of, Ooh, this is a great, this is a great article. I'm going to post this one. So yeah, the great, great point. You're not, I don't want you guys going on Pinterest and like sharing from Pinterest because you, you will run into that. Mm -hmm. I won't say more often than not, but more often than you'd expect. Another use for Pinterest, I used it with sellers for staging inspiration. That's not a social media thing, but Pinterest is really good for that. If you're trying to convince sellers to do certain colors or something. Side note. <laughs> for agents to find all types of fun engaging things to use in farming areas and for closings yes so pinterest is awesome if you're not on it get on it it's really a cool a cool thing and and i 
the problem is, is I'll suggest Pinterest and then everyone's like, oh, it's just so much work. I don't, I'm not saying you have to be engaged on Pinterest. I'm saying it's a great source for you to take. So you don't have to engage with it because a lot of people just don't have that time or don't see the value. That's fine. I, I'm not on Pinterest. I mean, I'm on Pinterest, but I don't do anything with Pinterest, but I will use it uh, as a source of content. It's just a great content aggregation place. And easy to search. Absolutely. And yeah, you can search by little niches and like, it's really, it's really cool. Uh, any other questions on content sources before we move on? Stephen, can I ask a question? Yes, please. Hey, so uh, we had made mention and we come out of the other end of this thing where a lot of small businesses and stuff will probably be struggling and trying to get worked out. Um, you know, maybe a content source could be is going to a local business and, you know, doing a little short video for their local business. So if you were a dry cleaner or a restaurant or someplace you already are going and just do, hey, tell me about what's here. You know, what are you guys doing? How are you functioning? And don't make it a five minute video. Make it a 30 second. Hey, I stopped by here today. They had a great special on whatever. Um, something like that. That's unique content. And mm -hmm. probably the vendor that you're working with will probably share it to their network also. So no, that's a great idea. And, yeah. Great follow, something like that maybe. Yeah. yeah. That be good? Video gets video will get you the best engagement. I mean, video is the where it's at. I haven't even I don't even think I cover video in this. I, Nicole will probably go into that in more detail. But yes, that's an awesome idea. Uh, so I would start making a list now of all the places that you enjoyed pre-COVID. And, you know, uh, think of how you can maybe start engaging them as, as things start to open up. Because I think you want to be out in front of it and, and doing it before anybody else thinks of it. Uh, like Nicole was doing, uh, you know, blogs and stuff where she would interview local businesses. Um, and that was a really cool, uh, really cool format. But yeah, the video thing is really neat. It's just a cool, you know, snippet. And with video, let me just say, it doesn't have to be perfect. It, you know, no. you don't, don't feel like it's, oh, I don't... I don't like how that looks or it, it, be yourself. The more authentic you are in video, the better. Now, if you're doing like a marketing video, yes, there is a, a level of, you know, whatever. But mm -hmm. if it's like something for your social media and you're just telling people like, this is what I'm about, this is what I'm doing. Just like, you know, whatever. Like I'm out walking the dog and I just wanted to, like uh, Nicole has her Thursday thoughts. Those mm -hmm. are great. It's just her talking to the camera. There's nothing, there's no like, special production value where it's like she's like oh i've got my office my home office set up and i got my green screen and my 18 there's a time and a place stick. what my 18 dollars selfie stick right you know there's a time and a place for for high level or high dollar or, you know or high quality marketing but when it comes to just engaging content be yourself just just snap a quick selfie or like Steve said, go to the dry cleaner, or go to the restaurant or go to the pet groomer or whatever and be like, ah, oh. you know, like I, if, if my pet groomer was local to me, I would probably do that because my cat needs, she needs groomed badly. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is so grown out. She's, she's a big fluff ball. I would totally post a video about that. They're like, oh, I'm so glad you're open again. <laughs> you know, um, if your, your pets need to be groomed, get down here now. They're having a, you know, having a special. So that's a great idea. Love it. Hey, Stephen. I think that yes. it'd be, it's fun to be um, have fun with what you're doing. Um, I'll just relate very quickly, but when I was at Oakcrest and was given the job to recruit agents, and um, we just had fun. We went on top of a roof 
all the six agents I had and said, we'll climb to anything. Then we went near a plane. We got on a billboard. And the other agents in town were like, what the hell? What's going mm -hmm. on over there? You know, but it was just having fun. And I think that's one of the messages is to have fun when you brand yourself and not be afraid uh, as long as you stay away from religious and politics, not be afraid to do some different things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Definitely. Michael so, has uh, a, any about a video that was Susan did for a Mexican restaurant in Shepherdstown saying it was okay. great content. And Sheila's going to be interviewing uh, owners of farm and cattle people she knows and educate them on a couple of things or educate on a couple of topics. It's cool. Very cool. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot we can do. So we can we can definitely brainstorm as as things start to ramp up. Because like Steve said yesterday, we have a very relatively short window to to mm -hmm. really capture the market right now. So mm -hmm. um, you know, we need to be ready to pounce when the opportunity knocks. So just kind of be thinking actively on how you can do that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, oh, I forgot about LinkedIn. LinkedIn's another good source, um, but I'm done with sources now. So LinkedIn's a great source for more business-related content. All right, so let's talk very quickly about consistency. I'm a sci-fi nerd, I know. Um, so uh, it's important to be consistent uh, because Facebook, especially Facebook, will uh, very harshly uh, downgrade you very quickly if you're not if you're not consistent, like people won't see your stuff. Like if, if you skip a couple of days posting, you'll notice a huge drop in your engagement. Uh, the reason behind that, I think, is they would rather you buy ads and boost posts with money. And so organic engagement is a lot harder to gain from a business uh, page than, you know, than because they want you to pay for it. So you've got to be consistent. People need to be liking and sharing and, and engaging with your stuff. The more they do, the more Facebook goes, oh, okay, I guess they want to see your content, which is why it's so important to have good engaging content. So a couple of things on consistency. Like I said, Facebook rewards consistent posting. Uh, you can schedule in advance. So you can't do this on a personal page, but on a business page, you can schedule things in advance. Uh, if you're using the social media calendar, you copy paste schedule. You don't have to do it every day. You can get on, you can do the whole month if you want. You can do it weekly, whatever. It takes me, if I'm doing it free form, meaning I'm finding the content and I'm posting individually, it takes me 20 minutes to do an entire week. But that's me, I've been doing this for years. If I'm using the social media calendar, I can do a week in like five minutes. It's literally copy, paste, schedule, copy, paste, schedule, copy, paste, schedule. It's super easy. Uh, you can change the wording if you want, but you know you don't have to. Like Nicole said, if you want to match it to your own tone, go for it. Um, but you can schedule these in advance. There's, I'm sorry? I'm going to cover scheduling next week. Yes. Uh, get creative. So you want to, uh, I've talked about this already, uh, Tasty Tuesday, Marketing Monday, Funny Friday. Those are, those are things that I would do. Uh, but it, it's fun if people are expecting, like th Thursday thoughts from Nicole. I know on Thursday, I'm going to see a funny or interesting, doesn't have to be always funny, uh, interesting video from Nicole because she has her Thursday thoughts. It says sticks in my mind. Oh, she's got yes. Uh, so get creative with your stuff if you you know if you want to grab people's attention. You also want to track your results. Uh, and I don't know if Nicole, if you're going to go over analytics, but you know you, you can. 
basic yes. advice. Yeah, so you can you can uh, adjust and refine by looking at like there's little peaks and valleys of, oh, hmm, maybe I shouldn't post that at 3 a.m. because no one's on Facebook at 3 a.m. And you can actually see Facebook will tell you this is the best time of day that your people are engaging with with your page. And then you can start adjusting uh, accordingly. You know, there's all, all sorts of articles out there that'll say, this is a good time, this is a good time. Those are general and, and generally they are fairly accurate, but your page is very specific to your customers, your, uh, your audience. So when I was in warranty sales, I was in what they call a B2B market. I was business to business. That's a totally different audience than B2C, business to consumer, business to customer. You guys are B2C. So you've got to engage with people when they're on Facebook. So think about, no, right now, everybody's on Facebook all the time, all day, every day. But when people are back to work, you have to start thinking about, well, does it really help to post this at 2 p.m.? Is anyone on Facebook at 2 p.m.? No, let's catch them at dinner time. Let's catch them at 7 p.m. when they're done and they're, um, I'm sitting in my chair watching TV, scrolling through Facebook. So you can start tracking that kind of stuff. So Nicole's going to go over that more uh, at, in 102. Any questions about this? Anything in the chat I need to be aware of? Sheila would like to speak. Of course, Sheila, we want to hear may you. May I speak? <laughs> you may speak. Hi. The floor is yours. Hi, Sheila. Hey, uh, very quickly, one of the great things that can help also knowing the time, and in one of the classes I teach them that if they're trying to get a niche, their niche in a certain area, find out, go in, uh, uh, buyer locator and kind of find out where the buyers are coming from then go in and look at the analytics and see what times what what are they mostly on are they mostly on Facebook are they mostly on YouTube or whatever it is and it actually gives them the times there so those that aren't getting in the buyer locator or the CBX need to take mm -hmm. advantage of that because it is that's where they need to be to get all of that times absolutely thank you all right, on the home stretch, cohesion. So cohesion is fairly simple. Uh, it's a fairly simple concept. So you wanna make sure that you're unifying your brand across all your platforms. So some of us are on multiple platforms. I tend to be on four, but not everybody can manage four. And I say I'm on four, Twitter is barely. Um, so I do Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I use Instagram, and I'll talk about this in just a second. Nicole will go into this a lot more, but I use Instagram because it, it'll feed out to multiple sites at the same time. So it's a great like one channel for me. But when I'm talking about unifying your branding, what I mean, you don't have to post the exact same content on every channel. That's not what I mean because it's not necessarily appropriate. You know, like LinkedIn is for more business level stuff. Uh, and, you know, Facebook, you know, is, is like engaging, informative, all that. Instagram tends to be more, kind of fun and engaging or just a photo. Like I, if you guys go on my Instagram, Road Warrior Steven, uh, it is mostly food pics. If you, if you scroll back in time, it's mostly me taking pictures of, of awesome meals that I had when I was with Franchise Development. Because um, I really couldn't share much else. I couldn't tell people where I was because I wasn't, you know, I didn't want people know. I didn't want brokerages knowing that I was in town. And so I would just post pictures of my food. Plus I'm a foodie. I like, I like to take pictures of my food. Um, and so, but if I did that on LinkedIn, you know, people wouldn't really, you know, why are you posting this? Like, this isn't, this is a business, this is a business platform. 
But what I mean by unification is you need to make sure that if I'm, if I'm building my niche as first time home buyer or a lake expert or whatever, I'm not sending mixed messages. So I'm not on Instagram doing luxury and I'm not on Facebook doing first time home buyer and I'm not on uh, LinkedIn doing investment property. That doesn't unify my branding. Now I'm running three separate brands. It's really hard to manage multi brands like that. So I'm, I'm this and this is how I'm marketing myself and I'm doing it across all my platforms. So that's what I mean by cohesion. Just make sure you're sending a consistent message across all of the platforms that you're using. You might only decide to use one platform and that's okay. You might say, I can only manage Facebook or I can only deal with Instagram. That's fine. You know, I, I recommend two or three, but do it to your abilities. Um, you know, it, the reason I recommend multiple is because it's different audiences. So it's not, it's not always the same people. Sometimes there's overlap. Like there's a lot of overlap with Instagram and Facebook. I find a lot of those people because it'll, it'll literally tell you your Facebook friends on Instagram. Okay. I'll follow them. Um, and Nicole can talk to you about building an audience. That's what, you know, 102 will be more about the, that kind of, that kind of stuff, the best practices and the how to, this is more of the why. So conclusion, our favorite word. Um, about can I just I'm say sorry? Uh, can I just about cohesion and especially Instagram because I know a lot of us are starting to delve into that a little more deeply. If you when you're creating Instagram, it's a completely different animal from Facebook, and we'll talk about this more in depth next week. But you want to look and try to scroll through your feed as a whole and find consistency in the feed itself. Like they talk about, and we'll go through the specifics next week. But things like color cohesion and posting cohesion in the sense that like, if you're a realtor, if I'm looking at your fade as a whole, do I know you're a realtor or do you look like a lifestyle expert? So when you're looking and you're analyzing your own pages in preparation for next week, I would just pull up a profile and look at all of the pictures as a whole. Like try not to look at them individually, but look at the whole profile and see what you're learning about yourself and try to see it through a follower's eyes who may, who doesn't know you. Mm -hmm. Like, is it clear who you are? So we'll talk about that. Absolutely. Uh, so explore various content sources. This is sort of recap. As we said, pick your favorites, you know, have that bucket of 10 or 12 content sources that you're like, Oh, I just love these. Like if you notice, if you ever go back in time and look at my posts, most of my recipes come from basically two places. I love Delish and this little blog called I'm No Chef. It's a friend of mine. Um, you know, just that's where I like to get my stuff from. So that I, those are my two food blogs, you know, that I use. Delish always has amazing recipes. Uh, I love them. Um, Want to make sure you're planning ahead. Uh, Nicole's going to talk more about scheduling, but you know, if you can carve out like 30 minutes a week, you should be able to decently set up your stuff. And, you know, if you can't, if you can't do it, then pay someone else to do it. As you guys know, or you should know by now, if you don't want to do it, you can pay like 25 bucks a month and like Gnome will do it for you. Or there's other services out there that I'm not endorsing. Um, not that they're bad. I'm just not endorsing them. Um, but, you know, we, we have provided, uh, you know, a discount for those services for you guys. So don't feel like you're like, oh, I just don't have time for all this this is important and you should make time or make small investments, 25 bucks, small investment in getting someone else to do it for you. Uh, if nothing else, it lays a, 
foundation and then you can build on that. But like uh, that's, I, I, and the reason I'm so passionate about this part of it is I've taught this class for many years and I would go through, I used to go really in depth on like what basically what Nicole's gonna be doing next week. This is how you find the content. This is how you schedule. Look how easy this is. And at the end of the class, they'd go, oh, I wish I could just pay you to do it for me. Okay, I mean, there are services out there and believe me, back in that day, it was hundreds of dollars a month or more to have someone manage your Facebook you know, business page. Now it's really cheap. So it's okay to admit that it's not your thing, but there's really no valid excuse to not have some kind of a content strategy. You know, it's either, what's your time worth? Is it 30, 30, 30 minutes a week, 25 bucks a month, whatever. Like, I don't know about you, but 25 bucks for me to not have to deal with it, it's fine. Um, and you know, there's just, I, I'm very passionate about it because I think everyone should be doing at least a basic content strategy. And so we've worked very hard to try to provide you with an avenue to that. Either here's a pre-made calendar you can use or here's a service that's very cheap and very easy to engage with. So that's my plug for getting, getting dug in and, and starting to build that foundation for your business. And it might be that you do it for a couple months and you go, oh, you know what? I think I can do this myself now. Great, awesome, go for it. It's really not hard. Uh, and I would, so earlier I said three. Um, for, for, for beginners, pick two platforms. Just, you know, if you can't manage, oh, I, couldn't, I can't even think of doing four things. Pick just two uh, and, and just focus on two to start. And here's a little hint for you. As I said, Instagram can feed directly to Facebook and Twitter. So that's why, you know, I say I barely do Twitter. I basically do Twitter when I do Instagram. So when I post something on Instagram, it goes to Twitter. That's pretty much, I'll occasionally get on Twitter and like retweet something, but it's, it, I usually just retweet whatever Andrea has put on the company Twitter page. Like I don't, I just don't engage with Twitter much. Um, but I know I don't market myself. Like I have nothing to market. So um, that's why I'm just not really on Twitter. But, um, you know, so if you, if you get on Instagram, you can instantly feed to both of those, uh, both of those platforms. So it's, it's just a quick, easy way to, uh, to go multi-platform. Multi but overall, just have fun. Uh, as we've said multiple times, be yourself, at least fake like you enjoy it. You know, it's, you know, people notice if you don't like it. Um, but it, it can be a really rewarding thing. And it's, it's really fun to hear the stories of people who have, you know, found buyers or found sellers on social media, or, you know, were able to use creative marketing to sell their home, you know, to, oh, I got my listing sold. And I, you know, because I did X, Y, and Z and social media was you know, integral to that. And that's, it's awesome to hear that. Um, it shouldn't be a replacement for good old fashioned prospecting and farming. Mm. Social media is a piece of a very large puzzle and it is, it's not something that's like, okay, if I can just do social media, I'm good. No, you, social media should not be taking up very much of your time because it's so easy to, to plan it and put it into a nice little chunk. Um, so don't focus all of your attention on one thing. So social media is a piece of a puzzle and that piece is going to help you build a very, very robust business but um, don't let it be an all-consuming thing that just, you know, completely derails you from your other activities. So that is my, that's my spiel. That is social media 101. I'm going to stop sharing my screen so we can have a little chit chat if anybody has questions or comments. And um, 
that's all there is. Let me stop sharing. Stop. I think even when we talk about social media too, there's the two, there's the two sides of it. There's the planning and the scheduling and the posts and the article sharing and things like that. And then there's the other side, which is more, you know, Instagram is instant photograph. <laughs> like that's, it's supposed to be in real time and there are hashtags and ways to identify yestergram, latergram, things like that. But when you're thinking about photo or tweets or in the moment posts, that's mm -hmm. when it's an opportunity for your personality to really shine and to not go crazy thinking about the details and overthinking it. If you see something pretty on the street, like Sheila's really good with like I've heard pictures of the dogwoods and things like that. Like it, though you can tell in those moments, it's genuine inspiration. You want to share that with the world. And that's how your personality shines through above and beyond what you're scheduling. It's in the moment feelings. And yes. I think that's important because there are billions of realtors and people want to work with us because they like us and they like our personalities. And this is an opportunity where we can let those shine. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shiny personalities out there. <laughs> and an interesting statistic to go to to dovetail off that is the average person knows nine to 12 realtors. Mm -hmm. So you really have your work cut out for you to, to step out above the rest. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like you're not the only agent they know. You know, the, the average right. person, it's nine to 12 realtors. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, in, in rural areas, it might be a fewer, but um, that's that's the national average nine to 12 realtors per person that they personally know or know of. You'll find patterns for yourself. Like on every Instagram post, I do a, ha a house, a heart, and then some emoji that fits with what that post is saying. Every single post I do. I have the same three, four mm -hmm. hashtags. I have, the same I have the same emoji structure. It's just my own personal little branding, just who I am. And you have to find what those are for yourself. I can say, Nicole, you had mentioned about the dogwood because I love landscape and we live in a beautiful area. And that's why I started sharing the Shenandoah with Sheila. It's because we are worldwide and I want our beauty in our valley to show. And I can say that I get more, more in engagement with those, even personal messages that are sent to me because of the picture. So I have found truly that those type of posts, like I'm getting ready to do one now about ducks and ducks and it said under the water. And I said something about the few strokes you make under the water has a ripple effect behind you. Watch the strokes you do or, you know, something like that. I'm actually doing that right now. Nice. Your wordplay, Sheila, is so much fun. My what? Your wordplay. Oh. Like, are you corn fused while you stand in a cornfield? <laughs> I mean, come on, like, it's so crazy, <laughs> but it's awesome. It's like crazy memorable. Being oh, out of the box to this day, I can tell you. So some people may say it's corny or whatever, but I can tell you, hands down, I still get people today that will remember posts that I did in the early 2000s. So that one is one of them is where Gloria, a friend of mine, and I was in front of a cornfield. We had our cobalt banker. We were dressed to the T's and cobalt banker stuff. We each was holding uh, a corn and we were shaking hands and it said, and our ad said, are you corn fused about real estate? Let us help you through the maze. 
and to this day still get um uh, yeah so i can go on and on about some of the funny things and i will tell you i got more clients out of those out of the box things than your average joe blow things that you do memorable memorable yeah <laughs> corny memorable <laughs> Cool. Well, um, if there's, uh, um, you, you know, oh, Debbie, yes. <clears throat> How do I get that background? Oh, so Mandy. I'll help her. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Mandy was okay. nice enough to make these backgrounds for us. So I don't think you want to be watching no fan. <laughs> <laughs> number one fan. <laughs> I gotta get a green screen. Sheila had a green screen. The what? <clears throat> Sheila, are you using a green screen or just like a sheet? Yeah, I tell you what I ended up doing. I did order a green screen, but as we know, a lot of shipments, my green screen still isn't in. I have a huge one. So what I did, I was at Walmart and this little piece of green, and it has to be like a vivid, bright green. The, all this is, is a little thin sheet of green, really green, um, I might take a picture of the green and send it so you know what color green. It, it can't be just any color. It has to be a certain color. Mm -hmm. And I got this for $1.75 as a remnant at Walmart. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I posted the other day that the Metropolitan Museum of Art is giving out free backgrounds for Zoom meetings. So like that was a fun <laughs> post that I did. I think it's either scheduled or it already posted. And it's like Versailles all these fancy places. Nice. That's a fun one. I saw one, uh, I saw one, it was like the bridge of the Enterprise, you know, <laughs> the, the bridge of the, of the Star Destroyer, looking over the Death Star. I'm like, hmm, I, I can't get a background of work for some, I don't know if it's the lighting or whatever, but I don't have a green screen, so. But have no fear, I'll be back there soon enough and I'll be able to set something up in my office. I was wondering if, you know, like Teresa's using like a Codwell Banker office, like that's a generic one. I was wondering if we could get like somebody to do a photo of our office front so that we could use that. It's a great, it's a great idea. Well, you, you're using one. What are you using? It's the same stuff that they sent us. It's just, um, there's like a, a series that, I forget, it was in an email somewhere. I can send it to you. Wendy, to answer your question, the green screen just has to be behind you. Yeah. Like if where you're sitting right now, if you put it behind you, it would be you in your chair, and then the sheet behind you would act as the green screen. The green screen. So whatever okay. you had projected would be taking up the part of your screen that's around you in the chair. And I think sometimes, depending on the type of uh, computer whatever you're using and your lighting where the lighting's coming from some of those you can use without a green screen but it, it has to be just right your whatever you're using plus the lighting it's because of the light coming in from behind me and the way the lighting is coming around me I can't do it without a green screen so some people may be out there that you might as well try it before you go out and buy some kind of green screen yeah, I'm not using one, but sometimes it catches the light funny too. Like, see, like my shoulder kind of catches yeah. a little bit funny sometimes. So, like, I might at some point invest in one just to get a better picture. But yeah. Hey, Michael. I mean, not Michael. I mean, Stephen. Uh, mm -hmm. And everybody on here. If you want something really cheap, like when it comes to photography and stuff, 
like the backdrop where you're standing, Michael, you can't kind of hold a green screen back there. You can get the photo setup, like the telescopic 10 foot wide, and you can make it eight foot wide for like $125, the whole thing with a green screen on it. If you go to cowboy, cowboylight.com, I think it is. L-I-G-H-T or L-I-T-E? Uh, I'll look and I'll send it to you because I bought a lot of photo photography things from there. Uh, Tim had a question about transitioning people from your personal page to your business page. So once you invite them, have your business page put up, literally you can go through and invite every single one of your friends. You can't re-invite people you have already invited, but you can literally go to, it'll say friends, click all and invite. That's kind of where I sit back now. Is hey. like I invited people a long time ago and I know some of them, I think I would like to re-invite. Um, I might have invited them when I first started my business page and now I want to remind them that I have a business page. I can't do that. It's so frustrating. But I'm thinking of it this way. It's a touch point. I can literally go to this page and be like, hey, I invited you. Um, I would like to send that invitation again. Can you please go to the page? So, right. It's so frustrating that you can't uninvite and then reinvite. I, know. So, I, them. Okay. I also on my personal page every once in a blue moon I actively and purposely share a business post to my personal page and I'll be like I'm excited I did it with the Thursday thoughts recently I was like this was a lot of fun to make if you haven't liked my page yet please do or just enjoy the video nonetheless and then Sheila brought up a great point the other day about the one click law for Virginia <clears throat> if you post something business on your personal page, make sure to include your website link because mm -hmm. that would qualify as your single click to get mm -hmm. to your broker information. I have a question uh, in your thoughts because uh, on a business page and kind of tagging on to what Tim said, once you get everybody, because there's a lot of people on my personal page with Cobalt Banker and stuff, I really would rather ship them over and then take them off my personal page and only have them on my business page um, and have a definite division as Stephen was talking about. So if I would invite them over and they come over and then just, I hate to take them off, but just go follow them. Pardon? Unfollow. unfollow them. You can, you cannot, you can under personal connections, you can unfollow or defriend. If you unfollow, it completely strips them their posts from your wall your feed but there's they don't know that you've unfollowed them and they won't know that you basically have no more connection to their page if they you can still go to their page you can still search all their stuff that the friend that you do would as a friend but their information literally isn't popping up what i have a problem with with my personal page is i'm getting a lot of friend requests from local realtors and people that i don't know and I have a standard form. I email that person individually and I say to them, you know, I really appreciate you reaching out. As I'm sure you could understand, I do not accept friend requests from people that I haven't had the pleasure of meeting in person. But here is my business page. If you would like to like my business page, I welcome you to click here and like it and follow it. And a few people have gone and liked my business page they don't need to see all my thousands of pictures of Thea and my husband in scratch. Like that's just not, 
you know, that's, I, I don't like to share that information publicly with the world. So that's one way that I handle people that I don't know who friend me. And there's a ton. Because once you put Cobalt Banker, agents from like all over the country start friend, trying to friend you. Yeah. With my grooming one, when I had uh, print, uh, Cornerstone Pet Care, I had my page and I actually started doing like contests on there. And if, and I could see like whoever invited people to like, and I built up and I literally was giving away little trinkets. I mean, there weren't really anything, but it became a fun thing. And I started getting likes like really fast. Like right in the beginning, I got over 500 really fast uh, on the one that I had set up, so. There's a lot of ways with content to drive people to do the work for you. Hmm. So one of the things that I like to do is to do the quadrant posts where you put like four different images and say like, where would you like to be quarantined, A, B, C, or D? I find that the engagement on those posts are really strong that, you know, random friends, strangers, whoever likes your page, it's always fun to have an opinion. Everybody wants to have an opinion. So that kind of stuff helps that. We're blessed to have you guys that know so much about social media. I love social media. Thank you. Well, we're so glad everybody uh, would join us today. And um, don't forget next Thursday to, for 102 for the exciting continuation of this topic. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, cut us off here because I'm sure we all have things to do today. Um, but uh, thank you guys again for, for uh, joining us. And did you have any final words for us, Nicole? I just have a favor to ask everybody, especially if you plan on joining next week, if there's anything in particular that you're curious about, just shoot me an email. Stephen and I created an agenda and I'll be working this week on the logistics and the presentation itself. But if there's something that you were curious about, please let me know and I'll see if I can squeeze it in and touch up on it. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody have a wonderful day and we will uh, see you hopefully tomorrow at four o'clock uh, for the uh, Zoom. Well, so the, there's two different names for it. Zoom the Bloom or Cheers to the Bloom, whichever. It's the same meeting. Uh, it is our little Apple Blossom virtual happy hour. So four o'clock. It's on the company calendar. Uh, it's a Zoom call. And then is also a trivia situation? No, I don't think we're going to do trivia. Um, but also mark your calendars for next Tuesday, 9 a.m. at Cinco de Mayo. And we're going to have a little company meeting. It's the normal Front Royal uh, meeting day. So we're just going to have a quick Zoom meeting. It'll be, it'll be pretty light um, since we just had the town hall, but I wanted us to have another opportunity to get together. So plan on 9 a.m. on Tuesday as well. Uh, and if you guys need anything, just reach out. Thank you, Stephen. Have a good one. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.